Welcome to KPL Lit Talks. In today's podcast, we're going to be discussing hobbies. I'm Claudette Stockwell, the Library Director. I'm Kim Mather, Teen and Adult Services Librarian. And I'm Drew Tingley, the Tech Specialist. So today, I have to start with Drew because you have the most unique hobby. I don't know if it's unique, but yeah, um, I just kind of, I guess it just fell into my lap. Um, I am now a beekeeper. I, I can't imagine how that fell into your lap. You must have some interest. And I mean, there are other people that do it here because we've had, um, we were going to have a program on a local guy prior to, to COVID that was going to do it. So there's got to be something that makes you say, yes, I want to keep the bees. Well, so I had the opportunity a few years back, um, kind of like as I was ending high school, to work with a beekeeper. Um, I thought it was, I've always kind of like thought the bees were cool. I'm like, you know, like save the bees. They're good for the planet. They are good for the planet. It's Mm -hmm. good to save the bees. So I was like, you know, this this could be a cool thing to get into. So um, I went with this gentleman to, he was setting up his hives uh, for the season and you order bees. Like you literally just place an order for bees. There's people that sell bees. Okay. And you go, you get a box, and in the box there's like 10,000 semi-odd wow. bees, and they they specially box the queen. Okay, I was going to say, because it needs the queen, yes. right? Yeah, the queen is, she's She's important. queen, yeah, she's, she's queen. very important. But if there is um, an issue with the bees and saving the bees, how are they able to give you 10,000 bees to start your hive? Well, they have bee farms. So um, the bees I got this year came from, I believe, Georgia or definitely somewhere down south. Okay. Where, mm-hmm. you know, the temperature is pretty steady. Yes. Um, and they just raise bees. So, you know, the colonies build up and then you have so many boxes. Like, um, I'm still learning. So uh, I believe they call them... Um, I can't remember what they call them, but they're the hive, you know? Yep. <laughs> and um, as your bees grow, you get more hives. And so they take those and put them in a box. They weigh them. So I think that's how they get the 10,000 okay. number. It's more just based on a weight. Um, Are you supposed to set the bees free? Yes and no. So you... So... When I went with this gentleman years ago, you get the box of bees and you get your queen, and there's a whole little process to it where, you know, you t- you crack them open and you pull your queen out, and she's in a little little box, and okay. they love their queen, so they'll right. follow her anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I got my box, there were bees still on the outside of the box because they okay. just they follow her, like it's her pheromones. Yeah. So it was really like. It's really cool to watch them because yeah. they just like cling to her, um, and so you put her into the hive first, and then now is the hive still in a box, or do you put the hive in a tree, or where is the hive right now? The hive is a box, correct? It's like a yeah. So um, okay, 
Yeah, I don't know what you can actually like call them, but you get like a it's a box, it's right. a wooden box. No, I've seen like shows on it and stuff. Yeah. I just didn't know like once you were, like obviously now you're, are you harvesting them or what is it exactly that you're doing with the bees? So right now, because I'm just starting out, I'm just kind of keeping them happy and letting them. And how do how do they stay happy? Like, do you like you? give them honey like they make their own honey like what do you like what exactly are you doing and you're just like here you can live in my backyard like what so yes and yes kind of okay um so so i'll just give you the whole process sorry so, we'll stop interrupting <laughs> go for it so you take the queen you put her in you got your frames like there's little frames that they'll build their honeycomb on okay um and you have to give them like food so what they eat is, you know, pollen, or um, you can give them sugar water, pretty much. And you the get... pollen's perfect right now. Um, yeah, but when so when you're starting the hive, they need like a lot. Okay. So I have like jugs of sugar water, like it is like syrup. Do you go out in like a little suit so you're safe? Um, yeah, and no. I mean, you can get up to the hive, um, and they'll be flying in and out and. They're, they don't bother you. They're just little honeybees. They just want to do their work. So as long as you're so not like swatting them. So if they smell like the sugar water, are they like, hey? Like, you know, like your animals would be like, it's time to eat. Or is that totally different? No, yeah, they'll go right to the sugar water. But I mean, like, so like if you're carrying it out from inside, like, can they smell, you know what I mean? Like, can they be like, oh, hey, food? Or no, they wait for you or. So um, <laughs> I'm learning, but. Uh, one of the things that I have uh, is like a feeder, and it's it's kind of a neat little, I guess contraption. Um, you so I it's a bucket with a lid, and so I take the sugar water and I pour it into the bucket. Usually before I walk up to the hive. I mean, I guess I could do it by the hive, but um, I don't really want them to like fly into it because mm-hmm. they'll get stuck. So, but there's a little hole on the top with a like a screen um, and when you take and you put your sugar water in it and then you cap it with the lid and then you flip it and so it creates kind of like a vacuum seal you know like if you ever hold your finger on the end of a straw mm-hmm. like the water just doesn't mm-hmm. drip out that's kind of what happens here so like there's a little sap that like will drip out but not much and then you take that and you set it on top of your hive and so the bees can come up and they'll eat all the the sugar water from the bottom and then they bring it back down to their you know to the frames and they start building their their hive that's cool yeah it's it's really interesting and they you know you know i'm finding that they like don't need a lot of attention you do need to keep an eye on them because they can just like an animal they'll get like bugs like there's little mites that they can get that will infect oh really yeah so i have to treat them for a mite which how do you do that i am going to be learning that (laughs) hopefully soon um i've been working i find that like the beekeeping community is like very helpful right well yeah Mm -hmm. because i mean they are you are saving the world but i mean you gotta think of like i mean i certainly wouldn't be holding a bee in my hand kind of thing and you probably really couldn't either you're probably you know you you could kill them really easily i would think yeah, I mean... The gentle, you know? I mean, you just let them land on you. You don't swat. Like, you don't get all worked up. But they're just... It's a bee, you know? 
mm-hmm. you see a bee and you're like, oh my gosh, but these little, they're like little, like, I don't know, they're little. And are they really super, are like they, like not full bee size yet? Are they like tinier than that or are they still just Well, so there's a different variety of bees. So like, I always grew up seeing like the really like fuzzy bumblebees. Yeah, the big, big ones. Yeah, those. Yeah. And I'm like, is, is that what you get for a honeybee? But no. 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 Yes, yeah, it turns out no. Yeah. And so the honeybees are little, and yeah. they don't. They're not fuzzy, and they don't look like a wasp. Like mm-hmm. they're, um, they're just like, yeah. I don't know. They almost look like flies if you're not really up close to them. Just oh, looks, really? Kind hmm. of like. Okay. Because they're, they're really little, mm-hmm. and I mean, maybe it's just my eyes, but they're, I wouldn't say they're, like, fly size, but yeah. they're, they're tiny, and um, they, you know, you can just go open them up, and they'll just, they kind of get a little active, because, you know, you're touching them, but they won't, like, just swarm you up because you're touching their hive, you just... So that's, like, almost like a little bit of a mis perception that people have then that you don't want to get next to it because they'll you know there is that perception that of you know bees are dangerous if you get next to their hive well if you get really worked up and you're Mm -hmm. swatting at them then you know they get defensive well naturally we would too right right, or if you're attacking like Mm -hmm. not really like attacking but if you start destroying their hive but when you go in and Mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of beekeepers mostly online and i have worked with some beekeepers that will you know, wear the suit, but they don't use gloves. And they'll just go in and just, like, delicately move things around. And they say that it's actually better to not use gloves because you want to try to be as gentle with them as possible. Because when you get in there, they're, like, crawling out every crevice. And if you're taking out frames and you go to put them back, they'll be right where you need to put the frame down. And Or if you got to put a box on top, Mm -hmm. um they'll you know sit on the edge so you're gonna kind of have to like scoop them out of the way and wow yeah they they're really gentle creatures um i i'm they're really amazing to like work with and just I bet. watch yeah and, to watch them yeah yeah and do all their little work yeah right the little worker bees <laughs> they've they've kind of been venturing out into the yard but they're still really they're building up their their hive still so They've probably worked on, like, three frames. There's probably, like, eight, I think, frames in a box. Um, And so they'll fill those up, and they'll start. um, The queen will lay eggs, and, you know, Mm -hmm. they'll hatch larvae, and the other bees will go out and collect nectar and pollen. They just spend their whole day working, don't they? Yeah. Do they sleep? Um, yeah, I, I, I watch them, and they're, it's funny, because, like, if it's raining, they, like, they might just, like, poke their heads out of the hive and mm-hmm. just kind of, like, stay close. They don't really go venturing. And then, um, like, in the, in the morning, they don't, typically, you won't see them out and about until it gets a little warmer, because when it's cool, they Yeah, like it's hard for them, huddle. isn't it, when it's cool? Yeah, yeah. to really fly and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. huddle mm-hmm. and just kind of stay pretty calm and chill until you know later in the evening or not evening but you know later Mm -hmm. in the morning Mm -hmm. um when the sun's up and they say to put your hive kind of in sunlight like as so that they get sunlight as soon as possible yeah yeah Um, what about the winter 
in the winter they get sealed up so the the hives are like built so you can kind of like close them in you you make sure they have enough like during the season they'll collect and make honey and um you have to make sure that when in the winter they have enough honey to kind of like go through the winter they hibernate um and then you make sure that they can they're capped up nice because so they're as warm as they can be yeah so yeah. they're warm that nobody like no animals or creatures mm -hmm. can get in there mm -hmm. um and yeah they'll just chill throughout the winter you have to make sure that um they you know they don't have any mites because that can spread disease and um how do you know that they have the mites so this or is, you're still, like you said, you're still learning about it. Yeah, I'm still learning, but there's a way, um, like, I don't know, there's, so on my hive, um, and because I'm new, I, get, I got it at a local store where there's a tray at the bottom, and it, it, like, there's, like, a grid, and I guess at some point I should be able to see little, like, mites in the grids. Okay. Um, just kind of, that fell off, and... Looking at that, I guess there's it's okay under a certain mite count, but if there's too many, um, that's really bad for the hive because they'll you know they feed off the bee and they'll like um, travel to the other bees and it could spread disease amongst your colony, so you don't want that. Um, so I guess that's something to watch for, and I'm not too sure how you treat for them yet, but like I said, there's a at least around here, there's quite a community for beekeepers. Yeah, I thought there was. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And I find that they're, like, extremely helpful. Like, if you have questions, um, they want me to read, and I'm like, oh. Uh. <laughs> That's, and that would lead me into my biggest hobby, which is obviously reading. Um, yeah. You know, I don't have a unique hobby like you. Um, I would like to write. I don't find enough time to do that. So I guess the biggest hobby I can say that I have at the moment is reading. Um, it's probably my favorite pastime. How about you, Kim? You got any interesting hobbies? Well, nothing probably unique is Drew either. Um, and probably my biggest hobby right now is just cooking. Um, it's something that I actually have time to do. Mm -hmm. And I do like to delve into unique uh foods, um, different things to try, and of course, you know, I'm a big, you know, foodie person who, I guess some people would call a food snob, um, because there's many foods that I, you know, poo-poo just because they're not good for you, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm sitting here listening to Drew go on and on about this sugar water for the bees, knowing how bad sugar is for us, and but um, how good it is for them. For them, exactly. Right. And hummingbirds, yeah. too. You know, yeah. it's something mm -hmm. that we feed the hummingbirds. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm curious how it is they're able to tolerate it when it does so many harmful things to our bodies. And, but yet then they create honey, which is such the perfect alternative exactly. to, to sugar. So we give them something that could be deadly for us, and they in turn give us something that could save us. Yes. You know, maybe that's a stretch, but um, isn't that interesting? It is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah I don't know the science behind that. <laughs> um, Something for another day to well, find I the do science. Well, reading, right, right, you know, that's you're at the beginning. read, right. you know, yes. to learn about things. Well, of or, course. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. 
I don't know. Do you, can I ask questions about you guys' hobbies, or you guys? Like, um, sure. What well, kind like, of questions so you got? Do you find that you sell? Like, do you find that you're um. Like you read books mm -hmm. that you would probably want to write about, like topics, I guess, that you would want to write about, or do oh, you just kind of like no. what kind of stuff would you want to write about? Um. Yeah, good question. That's probably why I haven't written a book yet. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like there's probably nothing unique to anything that I would write that hasn't already been written. I mean, I'm not into, like, scientific stuff, so it wouldn't be some factual, you know, like, investigative project. stuff. No, it wouldn't be down that way. It would probably be more memoir-like if I were to write, probably based on life experiences. So it could be nonfiction, but it would probably just be about life itself. And I don't think that there's anything out there that hasn't already been covered. Um, I, you know, possibly I could go down the fiction road, but I feel like it would take the kind of dedication and time that I just don't have. So I think for now I just read what I enjoy or what calls out to me and you know, yeah, I cook too, but not probably like you, Kim. I think it's more of a just taking care of my family at this moment. You know, I feel like I don't have enough time to really relax into, like, true blue hobbies. Yes. Um, yeah. There was a time a while, a long time ago, um, my husband does woodworking, and I was helping him paint things, and we were doing that for a while, doing craft fairs, and I was kind of getting into that. But, again, it wasn't like... It wasn't my hobby as much as I was joining him in his world, learning about stuff that I had never done before. Like how, you know, because I like country type art and, you know, I learned how to like burn the edges on wood and stuff that I didn't know before. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't know. We just did a bookshelf for my daughter, so it's possible we might lean back into that again. Um, but that's all I have. It's not traveling or... It, it traveling hasn't been my thing yet, but I feel like that'll be the next phase of my life. So I feel like you take a lot of day trips, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I yeah, we have always sort of just stayed where we could travel within a day and come back. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that maybe because I've always had animals that I needed to take care of, uh, I don't want to you know bring my animals to a kennel and um, or you know like the boarding places you can and get a car seat i just got a car seat well for my three dog. three cats in a car wouldn't work really um cats. dogs are different than yes. cats cats do not like to travel right um and because my daughter suffers from social anxiety um it makes it difficult to travel because she's not really comfortable traveling and so you know she doesn't really necessarily want to go to a lot of places so we haven't probably traveled where we've stayed overnight since she was really little um, but she's grown up now, so that's why I think the second phase or the ending phase of my life may include more travel. How about you, Kim? Well, we're really into music yeah. as well. Um, and mostly we just partake in that during the summer months because mm -hmm. we enjoy, enjoy the music outdoors. In fact, we just went to a music festival this weekend. Oh, nice. Um, yes, it was, a, it was a great day. Um, I have a sunburn now to prove it, but um, <laughs> but the music was awesome. We heard some great bands. Uh, really enjoyed it. Nice. What kind of music? So um, it varied on the yeah. band. Um, our favorite two bands had kind of a jazzy blues sound, I guess. Yeah. Um, there was one band that did a lot of covers, but they 
put their own spin on it. You know, I you're love listening when to that it. happens. Yeah. yeah, and they're just you know they would yeah. throw in some some really I don't I, I don't know how to describe the music mm-hmm. part of it as well. You know, but they just kind of would go off on this tangent of playing some you know. I don't know if it's called a lead or just, you know, mm-hmm. just a segue into some other part of the song before they'd come back to the chorus or whatever. Yeah. And they it just, just had like a, yeah, they yeah. just like jammed, Is but that it, like the it blended. Dead? Like, I feel like they just kind of like, I don't know how to do it. But. I, I, well, I'm not a musician. I don't play instruments. Like yeah. They just get kind of like carried away and then they tie it back. Well, this has been fun exploring hobbies. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, I... I learned some stuff about you guys, and I think it was kind of nice to get to know you. And I really thought the bees were pretty interesting. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I'll keep you updated as I learn a little bit more over the season, and hopefully they, you know, live through the summer, and I can keep them alive during the winter. I mean, it'll be an adventure, so. Too too many new adventures, right? Yeah. (laughs) Cheers. Thanks for listening. Catch you later. Bye.